Welcome to another episode of the Fearless Launching Show. I'm your host, Anne Samoylov, and today I'm getting real excited because we are getting so close to the end of 2014. This is just making me crazy. I get a little bit bonkers this time of the year, so I'm trying to get all my work done because as we near the end, it's just going to get worse or better, however you look at it. And plus, I will say that the reason why I might be a little punchy today, and I feel like I'm, well, I actually know the reason. I've been watching way too much of this one TV show on Netflix. I swear we've watched, my husband and I have watched the first three seasons over the last week of How I Met Your Mother. So I feel like I might be channeling Barney, who is played by Neil Patrick Harris. Um, I just can't get him out of my mind and the way he's we just constantly crack up and the show I mean how long ago was it over I guess I just didn't have time to watch it then and I don't really have time to watch it now but I guess I just decided to so anyways this episode is going to be legendary <laughs> if you watch if you watch that show you'll know what I mean so Hopefully that doesn't lift things up and then I crash you down where at the end you're thinking, hmm, not so legendary, Anne. But anyway, so today I'm going to talk about a topic. A lot of people talk about this, but I think it's important to hear it as often as possible because this is how you're going to make headway in your business. This is how you're going to know and keep doing things that work. And actually that kind of just gave it away. Here is the basic idea. What worked once can probably and usually does work again, unless you change something really crazy. So the reason I'm talking about this, uh, actually about a year ago, well, in March of last year or this year, I was at Pioneer Nation, Chris Gillibo's first uh, first Pioneer Nation, which is great. Something about going to the first thing that just works. I can't wait till the next one. Anyways, Laura Roeder, my my friend Laura, she she got up and she actually gave a talk where she talked a little bit about this. And I, I of course, you know, when I worked with Laura, we would always remind have to remind ourselves of this. So I don't want you to think it's just a given. Everybody knows this, and then that's it. But I think that. It's one of those things you do have to remind yourself. Sometimes there's no need to change things. So it's the end of the year. You may be making some big plans for the next one. And while I am a huge, ginormous fan of planning big things, of pushing yourself to reach new goals, of launching the ideas that you've been sitting on for too long, I'm also curious and that's why I like to be more of a detective in my business and an archaeologist in my business rather than necessarily building something from scratch. So I especially liked digging in and kind of looking at looking at things, especially when I'm in planning mode, which has been for the last couple of months where I'm I'm looking at the plan for next year. I started looking at that in November. Now I'm kind of narrowing in on some things and uh an overall feel for the new year. And I like to ask myself, what worked last year? And if it worked then, can I do it again? Most of the time, it's a yes, unless I just don't want to do it. So 
if you're about to create your own marketing calendar for the new year, ask yourself what worked, what you want to do again, what what might actually be easier this time around, especially if you did it the first time last year. So think about all those assets you have and start there. So, you know, things that you do once work well and that are scheduled to happen again and again at regular intervals throughout the year. So, this is where you get to first when you're taking so we're going to be having a planning party in a couple of weeks in in the fearless launch community and i always like to start my calendar with okay let's just pop in the things that did work that we liked that would be fairly easy to recreate or do again with limited effort so i know that might seem lazy but limited effort is beautiful if you have a course created and you launched it, and you sold seeds to it, and you created the actual content for it. Guess what? All that stuff is done. Done, son. So you get it popped into your calendar, and now if now you just have to work on getting more eyes on the on the actual offer, maybe tweaking or refining your marketing materials, like the content that maybe you created on your blog or any videos or whatever else you did to promote that thing. So take out your calendar and just pop in some of those things that did work. Like say a sale you did back in November that you could run every November or one that you did in June that you can run every June or or a launch that you usually open in September that maybe you can open every September and maybe it worked well once in September. So you're going to try it a couple times a year. That's cool too. Um, or perhaps you're going to do a 30 day challenge to boost your list growth that you can also do again, the same time every year or every quarter. Even I think 30 day challenges every quarter are so great. Um, and a great example of that is the 30 day challenge, uh, smoothie challenge that 30 green, Oh my God, simplegreensmoothies.com does. My girls, Jada and Jen over there. Um, I just love that they have that because I think that people come to depend on those free challenges and therefore you're building that community of people that want to do it over and over and over again. Or how about this? Maybe a webinar or a call, a free call that worked once that maybe you do every quarter or every month. You can even do it every week. Um, some, some people who, who are successful at doing the every week webinar would be John Lee Dumas. He does a, a podcast launch, um, not a podcast launch, a podcast workshop every week. I don't know if he'll be changing that soon or when you hear this, but, um, it seems to be working and usually a good sign if it's working is if they're still doing it, if it didn't just happen once or twice and it's still happening. So clearly that is working as a way to get people to enroll or join Podcasters Paradise. Same thing for the Simple Green Smoothies gals. If it wasn't working, they wouldn't probably keep doing it or they wouldn't do it so often. Um, same thing with a launch that maybe happens only once a year at the same time. If it wasn't working, think about it again, they wouldn't do it again and again in the same way. Um, so for instance, uh, B-School usually happens once a year. 
it's happening once a year again next year. <laughs> so, so think about that. And, and as far as like sales that maybe you do during specific months, I just finished a promotion for the week of Thanksgiving, my, my little Black Friday, but really not, um, promotion. I did that last year about the same time. I also did the same thing in June. So I've added that a couple times during my year. So when I take out my calendar for the next year, I'm going to pop those in and say, hmm, you know, I might change shift the dates a little bit here and there. Because honestly, one thing I will tell you is those holiday promotions, they drive me up the wall because I hate usually. And this time I just decided, okay, and just try it. I really usually don't like just glomming on to a holiday sale where there's going to be retailers and everybody is going to be sending out emails. I almost like to just go into close down mode and be done with it. So that, that promotion for me was a hard one to get my head around because I usually just like having them at off times. And if you're not finding ways to repeat, so first of all, before you before you go forward and say, oh, I can't find anything, look and see what types of things you've done this year and ask yourself, which one of those worked the best? What free thing did you do that you could do? Maybe you can, maybe you have a an opt-in that you launched for the first time during this year, you opened or you let people know about. Maybe you can do specific times of the year where you do some other special event just to promote that opt-in. Maybe you can just start by doing a monthly call for your list. Maybe you can, you, I mean, you, you're going to have to be the one to find out that, but think about your year and pick a few things, maybe one or two things that did work. And if you're not finding ways to repeat <laughs> and reuse your promotions, then really you are missing out, especially if they worked. Because um, I may, I've made that mistake before. I did a launch, I think last fall. It still went well, but I was so stressed about it because I changed too much. And I did as if I as if I didn't learn the lesson in the spring um, of that of of this year, 2014. I was recreating a bunch of the content in Fearless Launching, and it got so stressful. I could have just left it alone and just just gone with it. But I'm always in that mode of growing and changing and refining. I know that, but um, so. So be kind to yourself and try to do things that you can just kind of pop in, change a few things, tweak a few things, update some stuff, and then press go um, because there is so much that you can reuse. Um, so here are some more specific examples of things that you might consider doing. So Again, I'm going to go into a little bit more detail on some of the, like the, this, this uh, upgrade offer that I just made, um, which maybe you missed it. If you did, don't worry, because it'll probably be coming back around again. Um, promotion where you offer a limited time bonus or upgrade on a product. Uh, for example, launch walkthrough sample was a free sample. And through that, 
through that series, I then made an offer to upgrade to the complete package from the plus package. So last November, I ran a similar short duration promotion that I ran this year, like I said, um, and I offered a bonus if people signed up during one specific week. And this year, I only changed the bonus to be an update. Last year, it was something else, and very few people took advantage of the actual bonus when it came down to it. So I realized I didn't even have to offer that. Um, but really, funnily enough, it is the same promotion that I did back in June when I was updating the program. And the moral of the story, again, is if something worked at specific times, pop it on the calendar now. So number two, here's another way to think about repeating and reusing your promotions. Stick to a format that works for you and reuse the content. So stop trying to reinvent the wheel. If you did a spree cast and it worked well, do it again. Don't think about a Google Hangout. If you work on GoToWebinar well and your team knows that, stick to that. If your seven-day email challenge brought people to you and then they purchased whatever you offered, do that. If you enrolled people through one-on-one -on -one contact, do that again. If you ran a series of webinars to promote and sell membership into your program, the content is evergreen enough that you won't have to update it every single time you present the material. So think about just scheduling those out, creating the content one time so you can do them regularly. And again, the example here is John Lee Dumas does his weekly podcast workshops to promote Podcasters Paradise. Another example is Amy Porterfield, who usually does multiple webinars through her open launch window. Here is the clue. They're not recreating the content. It's the same presentation every single time. That's why they keep doing it. So number three, a third way that you can do this is that month-long challenge that I was talking to you about. And this gives people a ton of value and, and you can sell something at the end. You don't have to sell anything. You can just do this to give a ton of value to the people on your list. So two examples. First, that Simple Green Smoothies that I told you about. They run at regular scheduled times throughout the year. They even post the, the times when they're going to run it, which I think is great. Um, Amber McHugh has run her planathon now two years in a row. And the base on the, on the success of that, I'm betting she's going to do it again. Um, she has a few different things that she offers during the planathon, which I think is amazing. I think it's great that during the planathon, she offers a very, very low priced um, strategic planner planning guide that she put together. And also at the end, she makes an offer for a longer program that happens in 25th the next year. Um, a, few a few thoughts on that, though. If, if there is something you're already doing that could be scheduled, repeated, and put on a more public calendar so your audience knows when you'll be doing it, think about that. I think I actually really like that Simple Green Smoothies tells you when the next challenge is going to be because generally people hate it when they miss out and then they're like, when's it coming back? Um, and for those challenges, if you're if you're doing a challenge, a telesummit, anything where you've had to create 
a series of content. Oh my gosh, it would be such a shame to just create so much and then not reuse it again. That just sucks. Um, that's, and that's, you know, you owe it to yourself to try to use it again and again and again. Um, number four, you can launch your signature program once or twice a year. So yes, um, B-School comes out at least, uh, comes out once a year. It has been that way for several years. Creating Fame with Laura follows that same pattern um, now, even though it wasn't like that before. She's decided to just do once a year, and I think it's actually working out way better for her. And up until 2015, Fearless Launching was doing two launches per year, and now that is changing. So you get to choose how often, how not, how, what the frequency of doing your programs is, but start building things that you can redo because that will, that will free up your life, people. Um, less effort, stress, less stress, and your team won't be stressed out. You may not even need a, like a fully built out, fleshed out team. Uh, when I first left LKR social media, I was so used to that structure that I started looking for people to replace and make my own little LKR. But I realized I didn't want that because I was leaving LKR because I didn't want to be a project manager. I didn't want to be a director of operations. I wanted to be a creator. I didn't want to be managing other people. Um, so now it's hard to get me back into that role unless you're super special and then I have to help you. But, um, but anyways, you get to choose and you get to choose how you do it. So the next piece of this, what worked can work again is how you deliver it. So we've talked about a bunch of things that can be delivered kind of live, kind of not live, but how do you decide? You can do these promotions live or simply queue up the emails and content that need to go out and you get to choose that's because that's the beauty of recurring promotions. You get to stop creating from scratch every single time, focus on making things better. And there are always going to be elements that can be made live or completely repurposed. And you get to decide what that is because some things like webinars, they can be reused. They can be repurposed. Right now, I decided to leave my I think it's a webinar that I did just before the last round of Fearless Launching and I decided to leave it up as something people get right when they get to my thank you page after signing up for the toolkit because I'm like, why not? Here, take it. Um, now, I could keep that to myself and just release that, you know, once a quarter if I wanted to or I can create another presentation and find a way to to schedule that out so that it only becomes available every quarter, even though I have a problem with holding content. I have a big problem with that. Um, so, but as you're doing this, you might be wondering, okay, so I'm repurposing all this stuff. And it is, it feels like a big challenge to build that fire up again for something that's already launched once. And that is something that I get asked about a lot. So, here are some ways to rebuild the fire for something that's already launched once. And you may be thinking that, how do I bring that same excitement to the launch that it had the first time? Because 
I don't have the same excitement that I had for the launch the first time. Maybe it's a product that's always available. So you're like, well, how do I deal with this? What do I do? And I I think that first of all, you have to, <laughs> you kind of have to pretend that it is the first time in, in a lot of ways. You have to think, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to pick my launch window. When is it going to be open? You know, and that's the main thing. Pick a very uh, specific period of time where you're going to be promoting and gearing up for the launch. So if you have a two-week window, you're going to be open. Then the two weeks prior to that, you're going to be putting out whatever launch content you're doing, whether it's a video series or a blog series, or perhaps you're going to promote using your podcast. Um, but regardless, you do still have to come up with a launch schedule. And that doesn't, that, that doesn't change whether you're doing something for an, for an existing product or for an existing opt-in. Um, some of the things that you do need to do, uh, that you may want to consider is, uh, running, having a Facebook ads campaign, because that will always bring in new people and will help to build your list, but will bring in new people to the fold to, to perhaps, you know, take that offer that you're offering, whatever it is. And you can listen to what I did. I'll, I'll put the note, put the link to my Facebook ads episode in the show notes here. Um, you can create new and related blog content sharing maybe a new perspective on the product or perhaps highlighting a customer or student. I really love um, what I've seen Laura Roeder's team do uh, when they're doing a launch and they're using blog content. So Creating Fame has been around for a while, obviously. If you go to creatingfame.com, if you go to their blog that's on that sales site, you'll see that the most recent blog articles are the ones that they released during the launch. And that was their pre-launch content. You can also add emails to your new subscriber autoresponder sequence, introducing them to the products they may not know about. So always think about the people who are just joining your list um, because they're the ones who you can be launching to. And that's why Facebook ads work too, because you're, you're likely going to be targeting a list of people that don't know too much about you yet. So try to target those people, first of all. And that and, and that's why you would want to add people to a new subscriber sequence so that when things come out or, or there's a way to kind of launch in quotes to them new things that may have been around a while. Also, good old social media, whether you're using Facebook ads or not, is a great way to get people to remember that you're creating something, that you've created something. Um, now, I will say over all this, what really helps when you're relaunching is if it's an existing product that's open all the time, it's good to make some sort of a gesture, whether it's a price uh, like an upgrade or a bonus, like a one-time bonus type of thing that you can add into the product. I don't like giving discounts as opposed to, that's why I gave, gave an upgrade on my recent um, promotion. And those are mini launches. Really promotions are sometimes mini launches to me. So it just depends on how much you do. But for the launch walkthrough, for instance, I did Facebook ads. I drove people to 
the sample series, which would I knew it would give them an idea of what the launch walkthrough was going to be like. If they liked it, then they would buy launch walkthrough. I still ha I haven't gotten to those results yet. So when I get them, I will like the conversion from that sample sequence to um, a customer. I'll see if I can find that out because it's it might be difficult depending on how I had things set up. Um, but yes, definitely having some sort of event-worthy thing, like you're going to update some part of the program. They're going to get something special. Um, maybe it's a holiday sale, all of that kind of stuff. So think about think about those types of things that can help you then create your ads, create your new blog content, and it'll give you something to announce. Uh, on social media, sharing content you may have created during your first launch includes guest posts, interviews, anything you also published on your own blog, on your podcast. So think about that content that came out during the first launch. There are always going to be people who didn't see it or it just didn't register for some reason. So think about those. Okay, now it's your turn. I want you to try to think of some ways, like maybe one or two ways, or two activities you have promoted, offered, put on sale, or put together this year that can you can repeat next year. And leave those in the comments below because they don't have, and remember, they don't all have to be money makers. Some can be list builders, some can be gifts to your tribe, some can dovetail into some sort of anniversary or holiday in the real world. And if the answer is yes, or maybe write that thing down and put it in your calendar for either the same time next year or sometime in the next, I don't know, 90 days. Think just don't miss the opportunity to reuse those that content and and pull pieces of content together to create new things and because what worked can work again i am i'm telling you right now um so that's it. We're going to wrap up now. I want to thank you for listening to this show this week. And I hope that you're having a great December. And I am so looking forward to the new year. I'm really looking forward to Christmas. I'm kind of a freak about the holidays. I really love it. And I always want it to be super special and, and cozy and homey and stuff like that. So I hope that you're also enjoying the holidays, whatever you whatever you celebrate, no matter what it is. And uh, I want to thank you again for listening to the Fearless Launching Show and supporting me by just e sending me emails. I love that. I love that stuff. And you can subscribe if you're not already subscribed over at ansamoylove.com forward slash iTunes. Um, Stay tuned for the next week's episode. And again, thank you so much for listening. I never take it for granted. And I always want to make sure you know that I always, I owe this, you are who I'm grateful for this time of year, especially. And we're nearing almost the one year anniversary of this podcast, which is crazy. So <laughs> let's see if we can do it another year. All right. Um, have a great, great day. And um, please don't hate me for watching that.
How I Met Your Mother <laughs> so late. I am a complete dork when it comes to TV sometimes. And yeah, so that's it. Have a good one. Talk to you soon. Bye.